Welcome to Crazy Quilt, the game show where two makers dream up quilts together based on random wild cards we've chosen before the show. Every time we dream up a new quilt or good idea, we give each other a star and we play until we have five stars. There's no way to lose this game and we've already won just because we're sitting here together. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode of Crazy Quilt, I'll tell you more about how you can do that right after this conversation. This week, I'm joined by Udita. Udita, I'll let you introduce yourself to us. So how about you? Tell us a little bit about yourself and how quilts fit into your life. Hi, Zach. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Udita Upadhyay. I am an interdisciplinary artist. I love working with stories and memory, and I love fabric. I've been in love with fabric since before I can remember. I love wrapping myself in fabric. It used to be saris when I lived in the same house as my mom. And now I love sitting in a room full of fabrics and kind of trying to piece them together. And quilts was a natural progression. And I make quilts for as part of my interdisciplinary arts practice. And I love the Quilty Nook as this community of lots of quilt makers. Yeah, we're pretty wild over there, but it's a good spot. Have you picked your wild card? Are you ready to go for that? I have. Me too. Okay, what you got? Snake wrapped around a tree branch. Oh, okay. I picked a quilt that is also a stained glass window. So in this conversation, we're going to try to combine a snake on a tree branch with a stained glass window and what that would look like in a quilty form. Here we go. Let's start with materials. Are we gonna go glass or fabric? Which way are we leaning? I think knowing me and what I'm drawn to, we're going with like organza. (laughs) I love it. So that'll give us a translucence of a piece of glass and it comes in all colors. We could hold it up to the light. So like I'm seeing whatever our quilt looks like We're going to probably display it in a window somewhere or outside where the natural light can shine through it. Yeah. And give us that image. Okay, so we're thinking organza. Are we going to bat it? With more organza. It's like three Uh, layers of organza. (laughs) How could we... So one way to tackle this would be to create a... We'll call it a two-dimensional quilt, even though quilts aren't truly two-dimensional. But how could we make this quilt sculptural and stained glass at the same time and incorporate that snake on a branch. Yeah. I have this image of like fringe, like some kind of like grill that has a wavy protrudingness. <laughs> That's not the nicest word, but that could be <laughs> that could sort of run across one of the layers, whether it's or maybe all three of the layers. It's sort of like going it's kind of going across the three layers in a big jumble, making it more sculptural. Why does why does French come to your mind for this project? It's a good question. I think there's I think there's something about the tree and the snake that have like both a sturdiness and a move. Like I'm kind of imagining the leaves and the the wind versus sort of the thing that connects the fringe to itself, you know, being the snake that's not really moving 
but is yeah is more sturdy so i'm so i'm already seeing i'm gonna give us one point for ganza because that lets the light in i'm gonna give us another point or star whatever call i'm gonna give us a star for fringe because i like the movement that brings which makes me think that however wherever we display this quilt we're going to need a fan of some kind if there isn't enough natural breeze, right? Because we need that fringe moving. We need that snaky yeah. motion happening in this of quilt. Of course, I live in L.A., so I'm imagining the, like, Hollywood, you know, the, the like, fan that makes the hair go, like, crazy, like, blowing. <laughs> now I'm like, okay, so now. <laughs> so my response to that suddenly is, you know, if, if the stained glass quilt blocks were connected but loosely such that each block kind of almost like went in and out. Now I have like a video game in my head. My creative is sort of spinning. But, but the, fan, the fan kind of makes it even more sculptural. So it's not the hole that's blowing. Uh, and I wonder if that's sort of like different weights or different layers per block right so some blocks are one or one or two organza what you kind of need at least two if you want to call it a quilt and then some are eight (laughs) and some and everything in between so how does the fan sort of then affect this um i'm sure there's like a physics theory some way to kind of be like this is how it would actually work and so maybe so that's calling to my mind you know how a lot of times if you see like those big commercial vinyl banners, you know, they might be like four feet by eight feet or something like that for a business, how to let the wind pass through. They cut these like semicircles out at regular intervals to let the breeze blow through. Maybe we do something like that with this quilt too, right? Maybe certain parts that would ordinarily be seams don't get sewn together to allow the breeze to pass through. And then you'd see that little square kind of, dangling in the breeze on the other side of the quilt i might be misunderstanding you but what i'm imagining is sort of uh, a piece of thread connecting to blocks let's say and so there's like this almost like a ladder stitch but it looks like an actual ladder that's different but I love it, and I'm giving that <laughs> loose ladder stitch a star. That's beautiful. I also want to go back and give your fan idea a star because that's Ooh, really you, great. <laughs> well, dang, that means we're up to four. We might have to change the rules of the game. Maybe we need to go for <laughs> ten stars. <laughs> now, question for you before we continue brainstorming is why a snake on a tree branch? That feels like such an iconic archetypal image. That I feel like maybe we need to pull in some of the, the meaning for us in that. Yeah, I love that. It's funny because I was actually going to ask you a question, which is, what color are you seeing this quilt that we're talking about? Do you want to answer that question first, and then I'll I'll talk a little bit about the snake? I think the question, because colors and meaning for me are, can be so intimately linked, it depends on what we want to convey with this snake on a tree branch. Yeah. You know, because my first thought of snake on tree branch for me is Garden of Eden, the serpent tempting Eve and trying to get her to eat this apple she's been told not to eat. Right. That's what I bring to this. But I'm wondering what you're thinking about. Yeah, I'm not thinking about that at all. I'm Hindu. So like snakes mean completely like I, you know, I'm sorry. I just don't even think about Eve 
don't apologize. That's that's what I think is so fun about these conversations is like, okay, yeah. how do we bring two makers' minds together with all yeah. the knowledge that we have? So I love snakes. I love snakes. I am embroidering snakes. I'm thinking about snakes all the time. And I, you know, I mean, I have some nightmares with snakes in them, but genuinely I, I'm just really interested in the symbolism of snakes and sort of renewal and all of I have my own personal history of like having seen a snake three times in my life in the wild and it being a really pivotal moment in my life all three times but specifically when I was in high school it was a really rainy day and I, I went to high school kind of in this like middle of nowhere place that had that had just like 200 teenagers living on a hill it was amazing but I've been thinking about that moment and one of the times was there where I saw a snake on like a green snake on a branch as I was walking away and I just you know I I just have this feeling of renewal and rest and beauty and nature when I think of a green snake on a on a like a lush green tree but of course I'm like glad you brought up Eve because that makes sense that you would go there and that most people would yeah well at least folks that have some kind of a Christian or Jewish background right so then well see that unpacks the question that you wanted to ask like so what colors are we going to use for this if we're thinking renewal and if we're thinking specifically about your personal experience with the snake in the tree light green seems like a great color i'm thinking any springtime palette that we currently associate with spring in the northern hemisphere you know so i'm not a huge fan of pastels but i would love to see like a spring green and like a pale buttery yellow and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slow you down because now I'm like thinking about Eve, but I'm also thinking about the fact that you said stained glass because whether I like it or not with stained glass, I automatically go to like huge churches and like, so it, it's, it's hard now for me to, I mean, okay, the snake still means what it does to me and that is very important and, I, and not, it's hard not to see this quilt in a huge architectural space that is maybe spiritual, but not, not like confined to one religion. I don't know. And I think I, I just want to name that, you know, of the things that we could have brought together, we did somehow bring in, um, is it the day after Easter? Two days after Easter. <laughs> bring in. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> Yeah. Is that, I guess, tell me about the stained glass feeling and when you heard me say uh, snake on a branch, like what, where you were like, oh, this is, this is it. This is where we are. Yeah. I mean, I immediately thought that was a pretty funny connection, right? A pretty nice connection that in my mind dovetails very neatly with having grown up in churches with stained glass windows and and with my background of snakes being things that we try to avoid in this world often symbols of you know often bad omens and often symbols of 
bad spirits and things like that. So we try to avoid them. But I like the idea of, for me, reinventing, for you, carrying on with this experience that you had with the green snake in a tree feeling like a symbol of renewal to you. So like, what if we conceive of this quilt project as like some kind of a quilty installation window for some new secular church that everyone's invited to? I love that. That gets a gold star. (laughs) Well, I think we're done. (laughs) I did interrupt you when you were saying, I don't like pastels. And I was like, hold on. (laughs) Let's, I mean... So I guess you were still talking about colors. If if you want to pick up there, I'm aware that. I... Well, no, as long as there's light green, I think that that feels key to me. So what I would do with this for my project is I would go to the well, I'd go to my stash first and thrift store second, and I would head straight for the light greens. And then, generally, the way it works for me is, I don't have an entire color scheme worked out in my mind with the project, but if I pick this shirt that has the perfect light green. And then maybe some little buttery yellow. I'm like, oh, okay, let's pull that in. And then maybe that little buttery yellow has some magenta to it or something, you know. And then I pull in some more magenta fabric. So I just follow the trail where it leads. But it would start with light green for me. I love that. I also love that you're describing the yellow as buttery. uh, Because English is my first language. My mother tongue is Hindi. But... I often think of fabrics as buttery, except I think of them in like my grandmother's voice in Hindi as buttery. And so it just, that's more a texture than a color. And I I love that you're kind of doing the like buttery yellow color. And I I just love that. I feel like I'm going to take that with me. Can I ask how you say buttery in Hindi? So it's, it technically buttery would be like makhni which is sort of like part of Indian food you might find. But what I'm thinking of is a kind of fabric. It's called malmal. And I almost want to do this thing with my hands where I'm like rubbing them together. And I just think of it as malmali, like like malmal, which is a very super soft fabric, perfect for summer. Um, So I just, I love, I love the idea of buttery yellow. Yes. So would we use this fabric instead of organza i'm pretty set on organza <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i i just love you know when you said stained glass i was like it has to be see-through i'm i'm really fond of organza but i do love the magenta that that caught me off guard and for me that brings us back to big church stained glass mm. i'm thinking of um I saw a lot of cherry blossoms down in Washington, D.C. this past weekend and other flowers and things in bloom as well. So I think that's probably where the the magenta and the pink came to mind. I got one question maybe for us to wrap up with, and that is considering the snake itself. I mean, the snake is going to be the focal point of this quilt, right? So what kind of, what magic do we bring to the snake in terms of how to make it stand out with the materials we choose or a technique or the way we display it? Anything come to mind there? The first thought I had was, how do we communicate that it's a friendly good snake? <laughs> I am, I, I'm, I'm a little bit stuck on the fringe and the ladder, the loose ladder stitch. And I kind of wonder if it's 
similar I'm thinking of Amanda Nadek's work right now <laughs> I'm like it's similar quilting slash embroidery like a combination where there's just these stitches that are very playful that kind of do the opposite of fear and kind of draw you in because they're just having so much fun the snake is just sort of chilling on this tree and is friendly and sort of like I love using seed stitch in my work, but sort of a bigger seed, almost maybe like an inch long and just as sprinkled to kind of really convey the invitation to come play. Which makes me think of, I mean, by the time you make your seed stitch an inch or so big, it's almost like a basting stitch, which I always love when I'm thread basting a quilt. And I like to stick my fingers up under the loops, you know? And I, and I often wish that the basing stitches could stay in as a permanent feature of the quilt. I mean, no reason why they can't, except you don't want a toe catcher, you know? But um, I'm also wondering, too, so we have these big seed stitches. And I love that you brought in Amanda's stitch language into this, because there is something very casual and effortless there, which I think would give our snake a friendly approachability. I would also love to incorporate some uh, some fabric flowers, perhaps. Like, what if we took the branch the snake is wound around and also got some silk flowers, like actuals from a bouquet or something, you know, and, and sewed them down so the snake is wrapped in and among the flowers as well as the branch. I love that this is a Disney snake now. Like, it's just so great. <laughs> trying to make it real clear. This is one of the good ones. Yeah. Right? You're like, give the snake a little uh, crown of flowers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it, though, because, I mean, I, I'm I'm reading the childhood books. I actually just bought myself all the books that I read in Hindu mythology in my childhood. And I'm rereading them because I am trying to connect with just how I learned these stories about, you know, good, kind snakes and not so good, not so kind other animals or other beings. And I think we still carry those childhood stories. And, I, I you know, Disney, of course, is a corporation, but the reason it's so successful is because it's not just the kids watching the stories and responding to them. So beautiful Disney snake <laughs> with a crown of flowers. <laughs> Stained glass for a secular international cosmopolitan church where all are welcome. Love I can just see it. I, I want it to be real. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we've done it. I think we've got this quilt all but made. Yeah. I do. You know, I, I wouldn't complain if you went to your stash and sent me a picture of the organza you have so I can imagine it. I'll see what I can do for you. Udita, thank you so much for playing Crazy Quilt with me. Thank you for having me. Now, if you enjoyed that glimpse into another maker's creative thought process and would like to be on the show yourself, all you gotta do is leave me a voicemail at the phone number that you see in the show notes below and answer the question you hear in the prompt. And as always, I sure would love your kind review on this podcast. Your review really is the number one best way for people to discover the magic and the craziness that's happening right here on Seamside.